up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Don't Give Up Shit Podcast. It's episode 69. I know it's been a million years. I'm sorry for those that <laughs> listen religiously. I uh, It's been a hot minute because of the monstrosity that was uh, teaching the creed. As much as I enjoyed that, uh, it took a lot out of me. And it, it kind of butted up against the holidays when I released that one. So... I told myself, I'm like, ah, I just dropped 23 plus hours of content. That'll take them a while to get through. So it's a good time to kind of take a break. And then had some stuff in my personal life kind of explode. So I had to, I just had to deal with some stuff um, that it took my time and attention. So I now have the time and attention to kind of get spun up and get back into this. Um, This episode, it's just me and Chief Bob uh, catching up kind of it it almost felt like i had to get a push start to get rolling again with the podcast so it was like um that's kind of what this is we talked about basically and and i've avoided the covid topic on purpose just because it can at first i thought it was going to go away quickly and then it didn't and now here we are i mean it's almost a year later since i guess it has been more than a year um where it didn't and it's affected our daily lives for that long so we kind of talked about what it's like and how our daily lives have differed quite a bit uh to the extent that i barely like today's the first time i put a uniform on in over a month and part of that is because i travel and that travel includes me roaming in a hotel room and then going out on a submarine which so I, i put frvs on and stuff but and then getting off and i had to rom for 10 days when i got home so it's like you're i don't even go to the building i work in for over a month so it's a little weird and so we talked about some of that stuff I just kind of caught up and it, it it was a typical ask the chief type of conversation <laughs> like it went where it went uh we talked about a bunch before just to get caught up and then talked about those things and a little more uh to get that push start going so this might not be it might not feel quite normal yet uh it didn't for me while we were doing it so it was a little odd just because it's been so long it's been about three months since i've recorded anything uh i don't know that i've taken that long of a gap in the in content except for when i was on deployment and it on deployment it's just a constant stimulus for like oh i need to talk about this i need to talk about that i'd be writing stuff down and taking notes uh so i could record it all when i got home but this was this was a little different a little weird and that's kind of what we talked about so with that i'll i'll let you guys check out the discussion it's already recording so no going back now (laughs) perfect (laughs) yeah man um I meant to ask already, like, cause we've little does everyone know by the time this starts in a real podcast is that we've been talking for over an hour, but the, and I mentioned it when we messaged about doing this, but like what I'm in this real weird place where I've been, so I've been going back and forth about retirement in general, but then when I got sick and blah, 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 like now what's the Navy going to let me do? Right. And, uh, and I'm still waiting on that. And like, I'm, I'm about to lose my mind on a bunch of medical people because I don't even think the package has been submitted yet. It's been forever. So, um, who knows when I'm actually going to know like what BUMED is going to say, but, um, I'm in this weird spot where it's like, it's hard to, it's hard to even parse out like how I feel about it. Cause I don't even feel like I'm on active duty anymore because of COVID mm. and all. And I've purposely not done like a covid podcast because i I initially thought it was going to be like a three-month thing and then we'd all kind of put it in our rear view but here we are so like what do you i guess like what do you think it's done to you or how and we talked a little bit about it in relation to chief season stuff earlier but like what do you like how do you think your mental outlook has changed 
as far uh, as like just your daily thing because like i'm i i don't feel like i'm in the navy anymore it's freaking i haven't put a uniform on in over a month because i was roming and then i did an inspection on a submarine and then i came, so i had frvs on i guess at one yeah. point but like Barely i haven't put nws on in over a month i'm about to go to work tomorrow and then i'll have a day off because we're doing the staggered staffing <laughs> thing right like because uh, you know they want to reduce the number of people in the building and we're on shore duty and i'm not doing an inspection and then you know i'll be in friday and then the week Dude, that's that's everywhere so yeah i talked to our detailer today for uh, I don't know, like 20 minutes. We were just kind of yeah. catching up. We worked together out here last time I was stationed out here. So I know the gotcha. guy, yeah. um, but he's, they've been working from home. And yeah. so he said that like yep. this month marks a year that he's been working oh, yeah. from home. Dude, I talked to, so that Corman I was telling you about that I'm going to do a podcast yeah. with same thing. He said, he's, he's like, we've been working from home and he's like, I haven't been into the building for like a year. And he's like, I went in. Uh, what did he say? He went in somewhere and he had like this huge Viking beard and they're just like, are you still in the Navy? And uh, yeah, well, man, like, and then so I talked to the submarine thing, detailer like, too recently and same, same thing. I it's, I'm torn on that. Right. Because I feel like there's a lot of within the Navy, outside the Navy, et cetera. I feel like there's a lot of people that uh, could or should be capitalizing on this. And instead of trying to like get back to what we had, Right. Like the, the question should be like, why, what is the, what is the game right. from getting back right. to that? Right. Cause I look at it and go, and we were talking to each other and I'll get back to answering your original question. But we, when we were talking to him, it was like, he said, if he's been able to do this, he's had a government laptop and an internet connection. Yep. He can literally do his entire job from home. Is every kink worked out? No, but it was also put together hastily. Right. Right. So if somebody had thought through and said, all right, this is no longer temporary. This is going to be a permanent yeah. solution. Think about how many jobs you could shift to that, that mm-hmm. mentality or that, that uh, operation and how much money that could potentially save or how many billets people like when right. they, you have that person who's like, I, re- you know, I just really want to do whatever I have to do to stay in San Diego. Yeah. And somebody goes, well, the next job we have for you is at Tinker Air Force Base in Oklahoma. And you're like, I have no desire to go to Oklahoma, yeah. right? But if we said, hey, actually, your job has been proven to be completely functional from home, you don't need to be in Tinker. You can do it yeah. from San Diego. Just stay where you are. Yeah. And you could, you know, I get it because then everybody's going to suddenly want to move to Hawaii and get Hawaii BH and Cola, <laughs> right? But, yeah. But you could find a way around There's that, ways right? to, yeah, there's ways to work. Yeah. We could say, hey, we're we're just going to give you the, the Oklahoma's Navy can make BH. Us, <laughs> yeah. The Navy can make us do whatever they want us to do. So it's like, right. they but can like, figure it out. How much money would they save on PCSs? On how much time yeah. would you have to do all that? If all you had to do is just log in, you have Zoom mm. meetings that the world is now living on. You could do so much stuff from home. And then how much, how much happier would people be knowing that, like, why am I going to work today? So I can sit around and check some emails. I can do that at home. Yeah. And I think devil's advocate, I think there's probably a lot of stuff that zoom and Microsoft teams has made way worse. Like, like I think about it, like everybody's excited about working from home. And I think about you you ever watch boondock saints. I'm assuming a long time ago. Yeah. A strong. Yes. But so like where Rocco is like talking, they're asking him like who the bad people are. And like, he's, he's getting all excited because like, I can help you guys and I can do this. And he's like, he just like gets, he stops like mid sentence. He goes, 
we could kill everyone because like of like all the bad people and i was like i feel like like everybody's like getting excited and wide-eyed about like we could stay home all the time and it's like yeah there's a whole bunch of stuff that got way worse because of it but i also feel like there's a lot of positives that can be taken from certain things like and for for me it's gotten weird where it's like I've spent so much time at home over the last year. And part of it was, I, I mean, I was at home five months cause I was sick and I got radiation and blah, blah, blah. So yeah. like it wasn't all good obviously, but I was home. A lot of it and, was malingering. Yeah. But. Well, clearly a lot of it was just me <laughs> being lazy. And, but no, like, so I was home for that. And then I went, when, even when I went back to work, it was like, I was there, I'm there a couple of hours and then I go home and then the next day I'm not at work. And then the next day I'm there for a couple of hours. And then I go home generally, unless right. I have an inspection going on. And then it, even then it's, it's like two full work days and then a half a day where we go in debrief and it's, and then we go home basically. So, and then it, for me, it's like, I got spoiled really hard with being home to the, to the flavor of like when I go to Hawaii and I have to ROM for two weeks. I'm upset about it. Like, I'm like, I have to, I can FaceTime with my wife. I can like, DoorDash food and like whatever, but I'm like upset that I'm not home. And so I've become so spoiled to where I feel broken. Like I like I don't know yeah. if I could even go back to a submarine right now. Well, so there's parts of it that I like. I agree that that, mm-hmm. that does happen, right? And it's yeah, and we've talked about it a bunch before too, right? But like when you lose just I think we talked about it in the context of like chiefs that make it and then let off the gas. Right. Yeah. But it's the same principle when the Navy is forcing you to let off the gas because you can't be yeah. at work to do all these things. It's really hard to get that motivation yes. to get back in with all the hoo Yeah. And yep. I totally get that. My thoughts on it were not that we could kill everyone. Not that we should just have everybody work. <laughs> that from was home. a metaphor. I, yeah. Right. <laughs> Not that everybody should work from home, right? Right. Because uh, obviously there's tons of jobs that that's not even remotely applicable. Right, right. My thought is more, look at all the things that we have cut out because Ooh. of that. And like how much of that can just stay cut out? Yeah, the world's still spinning, even though I haven't done an NKO in 18 months. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to all those or things. whatever, right? like, e-learning or whatever. Like we were at a schoolhouse and like we did GMTs once a week we would march down the base shuts down because yep. everybody and their brothers marching. You got 1700 people marching to the same building. So you could do GMT right yeah. now. There's a big part of that, that now that we don't do that, that we're missing, right. We were talking about that lack of the hoo and all that stuff, which yeah. again, like it's hard to get a bunch of students, a bunch of anybody motivated to go do something mm. when you can't motivate them with anything. So like, Sure, right. we could and let that, him... that being unique to the COVID environment, right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And th- okay, that's yeah, what yeah. I mean. Uh, but so, like, maybe that's not something that we should cut out. But maybe that triggers, like, hey, the the marching and the doing this stuff is actually a good thing. The sitting yeah. around talking to everybody all at the same time is obviously getting accomplished somehow. So, like, right. maybe maybe we don't need to get them together for that. Maybe we march yeah. everybody for, I, or not even march them. I don't know what the answer is, but my point well, is like. Yeah. All these things that have changed, I think we should, people should be taking a look at and saying, mm-hmm. what is worth keeping? What is right. worth implementing? What is worth just letting go forever? Um, and, and I'm sure that there's a lot of changes that could happen with that. Yeah. But so my, 
I have that same problem where, uh, back to answering your original question of all of this was, I don't, it has been very hard to stay motivated, uh, yeah. to do a lot of things because, um, and like anybody who's deployed will understand this or relate to it in some way of like, when you have your actual mission, when you're on mission doing something or the inspection working up to it or any of those things, right? When there's something going on, everybody's busy, everybody's doing something. Mm -hmm. And not that you feel like productive that you're getting something done, but a lot of those small things just fall off the plate because you don't have time yeah. for it. It's not important right. right now. Right. But the world keeps spinning, right? Yep. But then when you hit that lull, when you're on a transit, when you're doing nothing for a long time, you're just twiddling your thumbs and that's when all the good idea fairies come out yep. and that's when somebody decides training we want to add the dewey decimal yeah. system to our student records so we're gonna <laughs> you know like every there's gonna be something yeah, yeah. there's gonna be 500 yep. new training programs. program reviews yeah everybody yeah we're gonna yeah i've got and a it, new thing where everybody's gonna review every binder alphabetically yeah and then have somebody God, else review it in reverse order yeah and Dude, and it's like yeah. and then we're gonna have another binder to track the review of the binders and <laughs> it's like we have we have a guy at work and Dude, every we time used to go ahead sorry well i'll say every time something like that comes up out of a meeting there's a dude that looks over at me and he like a, a long time ago the first time that happened as we walked out of the meeting he goes man we just need a good war right now so like put <laughs> he was like we just need like something uh, to put all of this in context of what matters what doesn't yeah. what's even you like get a down crisis, to the nuts we don't even need yeah. to be shooting at each other. Yeah, we just well, need so everybody like, to remember why we exist. And so like every time there's some crazy good idea, Ferry, of how we're going to do yeah. something, this guy <laughs> looks at me and he just kind of nods and gives me the wink. And I know that's yep. what he's thinking. It's like, we just Dude, need a good war. <laughs> on my last submarine, we so uh, submarines, for those that aren't submariners, we track training with a computer system called uh, CTQS and a I've lot of boats are transit. Yeah, a lot, of that. a lot of oh god, a lot a of boats. I've heard about them. A lot of boats are transitioning to this other program called Gnosis. Whatever, it's a computer program that does everything you could possibly need for training. I'm sure the surface fleet has some kind of parody like style thing. Probably uses the same thing. Yeah, and it's uh, it's all computer like training plan, the record of training, who attended, the muster sheets, all that crap is all on a computer. Everybody can log in and view it. There's different levels of access, blah, blah, blah. So if a chain of command wants to log in and see how supply department's doing on training, all they need to do is type their login information, go to supply and see if everybody's proficient, their watch stations and see if everybody's meeting their training goals and see if they're doing the training that they scheduled and all the me metrics and there's little color coded pie charts and all these analytics and all this crap for them to track like who's behind on calls and who's doing the things they're supposed to be doing or whatever. We routed a freaking binder with printouts from the computer program weekly all the way up the chain of command. And it, it, every week it was like a thing where it's like, where's supply department's training binder? It's like, it's on the land. Why don't you just log in and look at it? Like, why do I have to art? Because it's like everybody's standing watch. It's a 24 hour rotation. So I have to. I have to get somebody to print this stuff out, put it in a binder. I have to sign it. My my supply officer has to sign it. Then I got to get it to the cob who God knows what he's doing or where he is. And then it's got to go to the, the XO and CO. It's like 
all of you have a login. Why don't you just look at it whenever you want? Like put, put an Outlook thing in your schedule that works for you to go in and log in, review my training, and then just if I'm if I'm not meeting the mark, that punch me in the face metaphorically, so, electronically via email, whatever. Like why do I have to I route have a bind? Same, it was the most maddening thing ever. I had the same thing with. Uh, it's and I know again I can't be the only person in the Navy who has the same thing right where yeah. we have a monthly report where our, our department head talks to or the department director mm-hmm. weird whatever basically whatever. the department head briefs the CO on the department right not unheard of in the military it is what it is weirdly so, I'm just going to interject because it'll make sense right now mm-hmm. I was told my supply officer is a submarine guy but he went to an aircraft carrier mm-hmm. and he said on carriers they're called heads of department not department heads a little fun fact for you i don't know if that's that's actually true on all of them or if his was unique or whatever but i guess they're called heads of department clearly a linguistic distinction that needs to be ridiculous somewhere uh i'll thank zoom walt for that one or something (laughs) but anyways um so he does his monthly brief right so of course we basically update the department head via this file Mm-hmm. Um, we type in our like, hey, here's the points that we want you to make sure you talk to the, the right. department, the CO about, right? And but we also, because we're such a huge command, we also actually the largest training command in the fleet. Um, uh, yeah, <laughs> it's on every email. <laughs> we have um, uh, the director of training, who is another full bird captain, right? So we got yeah. two captains. Um, one's like the actual CO. One's just doing command Focused stuff and yeah and yeah. Bolts, yeah. Yeah, yeah and the other one cares more about like actual training stuff the curriculum yeah. updates the whatever right so anyways both of them because they're full bird captains and they both right. want updates on these things and so both of them get updated by the same person um i thought it was at different intervals and now I'm not entirely sure after today, it might be the same time or the same day or close enough. Um, but one has a PowerPoint file that's set up as a quad slide. And then one has a word file that's just (laughs) typed out like normal. And literally I update one and I copy and paste my info from one and I paste it into a PowerPoint file instead. And the entire time I'm doing it, I'm just thinking, (laughs) send you both. Why don't you guys both just sit in the same room at the same time? Yeah. And he can talk to both of you, but whatever. Right. Uh, Again, that's one of those things. Like I'm not saying that they don't, neither of them should get updated. They don't deserve an update or whatever. I just feel like there's gotta be a better way. But when you run out of stuff to care about, somebody demands that this is what they want. And so everybody else goes, sure. I'm not doing anything else because there's nothing else to do. So we'll do that too. Um, I just, I, I feel like there's a lot of stuff that could get improved, streamlined, updated, but I don't think yeah. that people are looking at these as like good opportunities that some of the stuff got forced out yeah, or to be changed. Um, I think one of the, the biggest things that I've found through this whole process though, is that like people are resilient, like the Navy yeah. itself, it sounds super, you know, like, you know, the Semper Gumby and right. Yeah, like, yeah. But, but literally like the amount of stuff that just keeps on churning, yeah. that people have figured out a way around that people yeah. have figured out how to deal with. 
like we were talking earlier about the chief season and how totally different it was this year for literally every, every command everywhere. Right. That's yeah. not unique to anybody. Every, this entire season was very abnormal for everybody, but it still happened. And I feel like generally speaking, I would venture to bet that the people who made it got the same lessons. They got the same basic information, right? Maybe they didn't have to PT as much because we couldn't, or yeah. maybe it was, it was different. It was whatever. Right. But right. I feel like the, the resiliency is what stood out to me the most. Like we said, Hey, this needs to get accomplished, but we can't do it any of these same ways. Yeah. And somebody figured out a way and we right. got it done. We met the, met the, you know, check the box. Could it be better? Sure. But I do. I look at it. like, but, but if, yeah. you, if you're just trying to meet those marks, like mm-hmm. for some of it, like maybe that is a better answer now. Maybe that is what we should keep going forward right. in some certains. And so I just, that resiliency was, has been really impressive to me, but I, it has all been done with a lot less motivation i feel like a lot of stuff is just getting done because it has to get done right and that's Um, why i feel like there's a proof of concept for the fact that like we do have time to devote to a lot of the things that sailors think are important but leadership might not or they say that they think it's important but they don't ever back it up with any time or resources like pt like, hey, no, you really do have time to program this into the work day because half of us aren't even showing up to work right now. Well, um, but then even that's funny because at the same time, we're trying to pitch that PT is super important. We just spent a we've year and a half. We've canceled the PRT like nine times. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. so then I, I argue so important like, we're not doing it. And just to play <laughs> devil's advocate on it, right? I'm not saying that everybody should be, you know, 800 pounds and heavy right, breathing, right. checking their email, but like, Outside of the obviously, you know, divers in the special yeah. warfare community, right? Like they, you need to be in shape. I got but, it. Yeah. But like, I, I don't know, like, does an AG really need to be like the most, the peak of fitness? Right. Like, I don't know what AGs do. Sorry if anybody listens to I don't these, even know what an AG is. So I'm sorry. Uh, weatherman. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, aerographers, mate. Um, oh, got it. All right. Come on, man. Learn your Navy. Hey, I'm working on it. All right. I learn something new every day. But insert most tech rates, right? Like, yeah. Generally speaking, how physically fit do you really need to be to get your job done? Yeah. And And I feel I have not heard of a single boat that has been had to cancel uh, anything because like, hey, you know what? Our crew's just too fat and we haven't had time to PRT. (laughs) So we just can't do our mission. It's not going to happen. So So my point is like, okay, got it. This is short term. This was a year and a half. Yeah. What happens if the, that, what happens if you didn't do a PRT for the next five years? Do you think anything would change? Realistically? Uh, so I have a couple PRT. No, but I, so here's the thing. Like I'm a big, <laughs> what's the intent of the instruction? Not like malicious compliance to it, which I think we fought, we fall into these like procedural hamster wheels a lot where it's, just, Oh, we yeah. just got to administratively check this box and the PRT. I think the intent of it at its inception Somebody had this conversation where like, well, we want uh, people to look professional in uniform and we want people to be healthy and physically capable of doing their job. And so like at some point they decided the best way of doing that was painting one broad stroke across the entire force and say, hey, if we maintain this baseline level of fitness, then everybody will be able to do the majority of the things. And then obviously some communities have special requirements because they have special jobs. But one, what I think the real answer should be is what was discussed, I think 
think with Mick Pond Stevens, I think, but like where they were going to talk about like basically tailoring the PRT to communities or ratings or whatever. Cause like right. for submariners, if you're like, I care if you can fit through a hatch with an SCBA and an FFEA on, and if you can fight a fire, uh, with the with that gear on and not die before your air runs out because you're too out of shape or you have right like high cholesterol or whatever so that like that the pt test should be tailored around that almost like a like a combat fitness test in the marine corps or the army or whatever well that'd like, be like a that for your example specifically sounds a lot like it would be like the fireman's test right like right my, my stepdad's a fireman like for yeah. 30 years type deal so like you got to run in with your full gear and drag a dummy out and right. climb a ladder and whatever. Climb a ladder, like, yeah. Like you, you could be as fat as you want as long as you can do as that. As long as you can time do requirement. it. And there's plenty of guys that I I've known that their body type is is like you'd look at them and think they're overweight and they get excellence on their PRT every time they do them, but they never pass a BCA or they're right. at risk. They gotta mm-hmm. like dehydrate themselves to pass a BCA, but they absolutely crush their PRT. Right. So that's why I think the test is it's in and of itself is is not meeting the original like intent. But I also think that, like you were saying, there's a lot of jobs where what do they really physically need to be able to do? Like, what is it? What is a yeoman on shore duty need to be able to do? But at the <laughs> same time, right. But at the same time, though, I think there's a ton of value in like allowing the physical fitness function to happen and encouraging it to happen because of mental health, because of general health and physical fitness and to be able to continue on active duty, because then that yeoman could go to some expeditionary command and then that yeoman could volunteer to be a seal or whatever. Like, so they allowing the time to program in for like the mental health and just general overall health and wellness piece of it, I think is, it's incredibly important to the people that you have in the military. And then you go back to what you were talking about earlier with like retention with trying to keep people around because, Oh, well I want to stay in San Diego, but uh, so like it's a deal breaker if you try to move me anywhere else and I'm just going to separate. Well, a lot, there's a lot of people that I know that it's like, Oh, you're not going to allow me to focus on my physical health and wellness and and all those types of things or and, and a lot of people link physical fitness to mental health nowadays as well and that's mm-hmm. a big part of what they're concerned about so it's you get into this thing where it's like why isn't it just more focused on general health and wellness and me taking care of myself and de-stressing so that there's like i'm in a way better mental headspace so that when i have to go do, do the deployment or do the hard thing that i'm not like falling apart and then degrading mission readiness because my mental health wasn't in a good place and blah, like on and on it goes. So like, I feel like there's a, a component of it. That's like, do I care if you look at in your uniform? Well, yeah, but like, do I care more about your mental health and wellness and ability to like be in a good place so that you're, you're focused on doing the job and doing it well and mm-hmm. all the other parts of your life are in balance. Like I care a lot more about that. And we clearly have the time to allow sailors to do that. And I think we already have a lot of the functionality to like build build that into the schedule that clearly has enough white space in it to allow that to happen. So why don't we just do that? And then the fitness test part only applies to deploying units. It's like community dependent, right? Because I have different needs in the submarine force than, you know, a corpsman running around with Marines than a shore duty PSD guy, which I guess PSD is barely real anymore anyway, but you get my point. It's on its way out. But yeah. So 
yes. So again, like most of those arguments are facetious. I don't really think that we should just completely do away with it. But I think I, you could though, in certain but, well, situations. More to your point though, I feel like that it should be, uh, I feel like it's a great time now that we haven't done it. I don't think right. that going from sit-ups to planks is like some groundbreaking, mm-hmm. oh my God, the Navy is so much better now because yeah. of this. Like, and you can use a rower for cardio. Yeah. Now we've completely justified everything. <laughs> Dude, the rower's no joke. But I, Yeah. I own a Concept 2 rower and that thing will choke your soul out of your body <laughs> if you think. Like, I guess it depends on what their metrics are for passing the, the cardio portion on a Concept 2 rower, but that thing is Either way. hard. But my point is like, maybe that, that blanket thing. Right. And I get a standard is a standard, blah, blah, blah. Right. But like anybody who's been around multiple communities, areas, commands understands that like standards are not at all standard. They just can't be, you can't (laughs) have one literal mark for everybody in the Navy. Right. It's just not, it's not realistic, um, or reasonable or required. Um, but more to your point of, I do understand like the, the mental, uh, like the stress release, the, Mm -hmm. uh, keeping your endorphins up and all this other stuff, right? Like those things are great, but maybe like, does, does that have to be with a plank and push-ups? Like, no, not at all. Who who cares about that? Right? Like, what if we just, what if there's like a way, uh, like I'm literally have not thought about this before this instance. So (laughs) don't totally beat up my spitballing idea, but like say like you just have to be enrolled in some form of approved thing. So like, yeah. Hey, you need to be, you need to sign up and go to a spin class certain amount of times, or yeah. you need to go to a yoga class, right? If you're the yoga type and you want to do that, um, or you're the, you're going to do whatever. And then yes, to get underway or you, to go do certain yeah, things, we're going to have to yeah. test to make sure you, you have to pass baseline. this test. Yeah. We're going to make sure that you meet baseline, but outside of that, like whatever you do is up to you, but put the emphasis on, you should do something to keep your right physical, chemical, hormonal stuff in the right space. Way more, way more, um, productive. Yeah. It's way more productive and realistic. And I think it would get, even it like, I don't even know if you need to have a requirement. I almost think it would just be like a, Hey, we, I think the only requirement needed would be that commands are required to like allow a certain amount of time per week and like put really clear and realistic timelines on it of like, Hey, like we don't, Oh yeah. You get time during your workday to PT. It's, it's five in the morning to seven in the morning. And then you still have to be at work at seven 30. Like, that's not till, what I'm talking till 19. about. Like clearly we have the ability to allow like a couple of hours from like say call it like go to lunch and don't come back twice a week or whatever for them to go do an activity like that. And it's like most people that PT or do some kind of health or wellness thing do it more often. But it's like allowing time during the work week and then you have whatever days off to do those types of things things is like incredibly realistic and i think that the the what you would gain in every area like health and well like health and wellness literally and then just like the sailors would be super pumped about it you'd get retention would go up stress would go down you'd probably see suicidal ideations and attempts go down you'd see a huge positive effect and it's like 
we wouldn't get it 100% right on the first try. Like, I'm sure the Navy would fumble this somehow. But it's like, I think just the the giant leap in the right direction would be really, really well received and it would have a lot of positive effect. And it's one of the things that I think we've already proven conceptually that the, the time exists. The only question I have is, I guess, and and I don't know if I don't think you or I could even answer this question is what I'm seeing and hearing as I go down to units because uh, we did some import inspections just because of COVID mm-hmm. and scheduling and whatever. We've tried to do some of them import to prevent the amount of times we have to travel and take a test and Rama. It's like we can't always be gone. Right. And we can't even get all the inspections done when they literally a three day inspection takes me out of takes me out for like a month because I have to ROM like take a test ROM for two weeks, take another test, go down and do a two and a half day inspection and then ROM for 10 days when I get home. So um, it's like we're trying to do some of them in port. So I just go down to the unit, do two and a half days and then go home. Right. So we import all of the submarines are in shift work because they're trying to minimize the number of people that are on the submarine, but they still got to get all the same refit things done to get the submarine underway mm-hmm. and like the same loadout and training and certification mm-hmm. and trainers and all, all of the things still have to happen, but we've got, they've got these new requirements on them to minimize the number of people that are on board and blah. And then they got to go into ROM for a while after they get tested, which hopefully all that's about to go away because crews are getting vaccinated now and there was just an article that i saw today where they're going to start relaxing like certain restrictions because entire crews are getting vaccinated but um the how like i and i'd be interested to talk to somebody about it i probably should have done it before we had this conversation but like how has it changed for them because i almost feel like they probably have less time or it's things that like Things have probably fallen off the plate, like you said, because, okay, we don't have time for those uh, those superfluous administrative requirements and good idea fairies, but we also have less time for other things, or maybe they have more time because they're in shift work, so now they have more time off uh, because the same reason I have more time off because they're telling me I can't be in the office all the time. You know, from, like, so from, operational from units, at, how are how is that working? From where I'm at, it, obviously I'm not like a seagoing command, right. but... From what I've seen is the the shift work, the people working from home for the civilian support, all that sort of stuff um, slows a lot down. But the problem is like the Navy, like we, we constantly joke. So at our command specifically, we have increased our student throughput. I, th- I want to say either it is or it's projected to be 200% of normal. Wow. But we don't have 200% of the staff to do yeah. the work. Yeah. If we, so my rate specifically, we're at 76% manning right now. And in our nine month outlook is we're going to be at 69%. And my rate specifically, because I'm the rate lead, I have zero PGs Good Lord. tracked right now. Yeah. So I'm not getting anybody. Yeah. And we're just increasing our workload, right? <laughs> something has got to give at some point. Right. And so obviously we're not giving on the mission. We're still getting sailors to the fleet. We're still training boats. We're still doing everything that we have to do in that aspect. And then we're doing it with less support because people are working from home. So a lot of it's done by email. They don't just get back to you right away. When you call them, you got to wait a day or you you can't like go over there and say, Hey, where's this person? Of course not. And then so that slows everything down, but I still have the same requirement. I still have the same deadline. I still have to get that same information somehow. 
So all it does is increase the stress on me to do all of these same things. And I have literally almost two thirds, the bot, the, the sailors that I need to do the job. So well, it like, sounds like the demands on your time have increased too. like, cause oh, the demands saying, on everything, right. the demands on everything has increased because we have people, there's a backlog of sailors sitting in great lakes waiting to come here. Cause there's not enough racks to put them in. So like there's students that we've, we're getting that are like, they're spending like four months in, in great lakes before they even get here to start best in a school. And then they have, most of them have, you know, on average, it's probably six months. If you factor in the ITs compared like to the CSs. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Ours, like, geez, ours is a joke, man. It's how, like however long sub school is now. And then I don't think it's changed since I've been there. It's 25 training days. And it, so it's, I mean, you're talking what, like three months total probably. Right. And then ITs on the flip yeah. side are a year. Right. With absolutely. No hold time. Yeah. Right? So it, but regardless, like the, that, the amount of people that we are, the amount of sailors that we are getting through and we're sending out the amount of PDTs that we still have to do the pre-deployment trainings for all the boats, mm-hmm. um, which is now a pain because you have to super manage your watch bills because now we're crossing bubbles with the waterfront to the schoolhouse to the, to all this stuff, right? Like it's a nightmare to manage and there's no, nobody's cutting you slack for the fact that there's fewer people (laughs) to do it for the fact that there's fewer resources, there's fewer, there's less support, there's whatever. It's just go, 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 go. And so even though there's less stuff to do, there's more, well, stress and like not yeah. less stuff to do, but like, sure, we don't have our, we still do our room inspections, but like we don't march to GMT every week. Like I was yeah. saying, we don't do PT three times or three times a week. We don't do right. some of that stuff. We don't, but like that didn't cut anything off of our plate. All right. it did was make room for more stuff to get added. <laughs> Well, that's what and makes so me. There's just more and more and more and yeah. more. And it's go, go, go. And right. And that's, I'm just at a short command. So my assumption is that C commands are probably not much different. Right. There's the same, like, yes, that, that periscope maintenance still needs to get done. We still have to rebuild the diesel. You still have to fix fire control. But now it's not you and your division there figuring out how to get it done. It's, yeah, your it's shift. Two of you on mids. <laughs> and somebody said, Hey, that's the best time to get it done. So now mids has to get this done. And you're like, well, cool. I also have to do all these eight other things for my collaterals, for my, whatever. I'm the training guy. How are we supposed to do the training when there's two of us here for tonight? I want to go home tomorrow when I get relieved, but then like everything just, right. I feel like there's just more with less people. And we're not that, not that we should just pretend like COVID's not real, Right. right. Like just recently the news you had the sub sailor from the Louisiana yeah. and I think the Louisiana, uh, Tennessee, I think Tennessee, Tennessee, that's the sailor. Right. The I know other. there was one on Tennessee. I think there was another sailor on another submarine too. Yeah. And there was one on a surface away. ship. There was a surface and a sub guy that, that both recently died. Right. Yeah. Um, from it. So like, it's a real thing. I'm not, we talked earlier about the, the guy that I know through the chief season who had issues who might end up having to re-rate potentially. Right. Like it's a real thing. And I get that. I also understand this is a small percent. I don't, those things are, uh, 
you can mitigate for those things. You can lessen that and you, we can keep yeah. it as small of a number as possible, right? By doing these things. So I'm not saying it's not worth it, but I'm just saying that like the Navy is great at, uh, at great as a, uh, not, it's a joking term, but like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> very sarcastic, but like we are great at pushing people to and past their limits sometimes to the detriment of our own people right. to try to get things done. And I just feel like this is a great time where we could step back and be like, Hey, what's, what's really important. What, yeah, and that's what exactly. could we fix? What do we really need to get done? What could we do without? Right. What and could we I've change, but we're pulling, not doing without. Yeah. We're doing the same with less. I've, I've been pulling chunks of my hair out because so my little sliver, the tiny sliver of the Navy and the submarine forces, I go out on submarines and I do inspections, right? So like I, I'm part of an inspection team that goes out and validates like the logistics processes on the food service side and on the supply side. So like a me and, a, and an LS master chief and a supply officer go out on the submarine and do what's called a supply management inspection. So it's for us because there's like operational reactor safeguards examinations where they have to do a bunch of things where they are verifying that uh, they know how to safely operate the power plant. Got it. That's a thing that I would qualify as mission critical. Could they do it in port? I don't know, probably. But for me, I, like when they started saying, hey, you guys are going to start going and doing these ROMs and going out on the units while they're on right. their way. I, my first question was like, well, why? Like that's going to be really expensive. It's going to take me out of the office for almost a month. It's going to like violate their little bubble or whatever because it's pre-vaccination and all this other stuff. Right. right? And my inspection is entirely a QA process, right? I'm going out there and mm -hmm. making sure generally towards the end of a deployment that th they're doing their job, right? So like basically I'm making sure that throughout the deployment that they did their job. So it's all like me looking backwards. I can't go back in time and make the submarine operate more efficiently on mission. Right. Like I can't make that part appear when you needed it. I can't make you not run out of food. It's already all happened. I'm there. I'm going there and, and looking through everything, doing my little CSI checklist and saying, uh, you're either good at your job or not. And here's why. So in my mind, and I good luck convincing me otherwise, there's nothing mission critical about what I do right now. However, prior to a submarine going to sea, what ha what happens and I want to say it's universal, but I'm not 100 percent sure because like I get different stories from different ISICs. But basically, when I talk to the ISIC, which is for those that don't know, is immediate superior in charge. It's just like a submarine squadron. I like a Desron if you're a surface sailor or whatever. Um, I'm and proud that's not of you for always, knowing that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have had surface friends. So the when I'm looking at like what happens before a deployment. So they certify a submarine, however they do, and they do it differently for different areas, but they certify them to go on deployment. So like I could be going down on boats and, and force multiplying my ISIC in my area by helping them thoroughly certify a submarine to go on deployment and say to the captain before I leave with my debrief, yes, sir, you are ready to go on deployment they can logistically support. They can support endurance wise with food. No one's going to get sick. Crew's going to stay fat and happy on deployment and the parts are going to be there when you need them. Right. Mm -hmm. To me, that is mission critical. A submarine casting off lines, knowing that they can operate logistically at sea is the only thing we should be doing that is mission critical. 
And the ISICs that we have are not manned to do that for every single deploying submarine, in my opinion. So why am I not spending all of my time doing that and just completely waiving the SMI requirement? Well, However, that's not what's happening. And I'm like, just like, why? Like, or God forbid, there's a submarine. I did an SMI once on a submarine where uh, the highest ranking cook on board was a third class. And I'm like, okay. And this was a while back. This was pre-COVID. But I'm just saying, like, there's got to be a manning gap somewhere. <laughs> so it's like, or what could have, and I'm not volunteering for it either because I'm not even cleared to do it, but medically, but like, I'm just saying in that scenario, I lost my mind on the ISIC and the, the other crew of the submarine for not getting that to me sooner because I would have packed my freaking bags and went to sea so that third class didn't have to be in that position. Like, why are we doing an SMI on the submarine at all? Why did I not get a phone call so I could try to find out a relief? And if I couldn't find a relief, I would have packed my bags and went to sea so that that poor kid wasn't in that position in the first place. Like, I'd rather go to sea and fill that manning gap than go out and do a a completely mission, not critical inspection on a poor, unsuspecting crew of guys. It's like this third class had been on board the submarine for like two and a half years. This poor kid, God bless him. He did. He did the best job he possibly could. But like, I mean. He was just like, I was asking him for things and he's like, senior, I don't know what that is. And I'm just like, okay, don't worry about it, man. I'll like, I'll see what I can find. But you like, know, it, but what's crazy, right? Is that I, from you to him, I, I can picture how those things went, right? Like eventually that, that it was training. I mean, it was eventually that guy just throws in the towel and it's like, just, I'm giving you what I got. Yeah. Beat me up how you need to. It is what it is, right? It, like, yeah. the, he can't change a situation. But the downside is like, from you to him, you understand that. He understands that. We're all on the same page. The problem is that as soon as you leave, can you guarantee that his command, his triad, looked at it the same way? Or did he just get beat up again no. afterwards? I mean, I you can know, tell like, you he got meritoriously advanced for filling in and doing the job that he did and i made sure on the on the way out like during the out brief specifically called him out talked about how impressed we were with him and how unbelievable so, it was that he was in that position at all I, and yeah i, I mean, get but, it like i get yeah. it in that situation but yeah. what i mean is like extrapolating that out to the rest of the navy and how many other people are in probably sure. a similar yeah. situation right without I guarantee that is not how that goes yeah yeah exactly they're probably just getting punched in the face like when i look at like i know you do it too right i'm mm-hmm. i scroll through reddit just as much as anybody else <laughs> well you know yeah. uh and when you look at all those reddit sub threads like when you look at the comments and all that stuff like it's I, i'm not i'm not a surface guy on a massive ship mm-hmm. i'm not you know, I am where yeah. I am. I don't know. I, I don't right. have experiences I don't have, but I can't deny all these posts. Like some of them are yeah. joking. Some of them are sarcastic. Some of them are whatever, right? It is yeah. the internet. And I love that about the internet, <laughs> but not all of it is just completely fantasy, right? Like no, a lot of this stuff is real. Like if 10% of it's true, we got a giant problem. So that's why I exactly. like I go, going through Reddit and even the meme pages, man, the, the vitriol has been real lately. Like it's, I've noticed and a huge uptick in like how just upset and frustrated everybody are. And it, I need a war. Even, yeah. I follow, <laughs> I follow these other, like, so there's a, I forget. It's a air force one. It's like senior NCO, NCO and airmen or something like it's a yeah, this air yeah. force. It's effectively like kind of like a meme page, but they have a huge following. 
Yeah. And same kind of thing. Like it's not unique to the Navy. It's like, to, oh no, no, good no, Lord. Some of the stuff well, I've seen on that page. And it's like, again, if 10% it's, of it's true. You, so uh, this, I may be totally misreading all of this and maybe I'm way off, but you have massive branch organizations who are designed to fight and win wars. Yeah. We don't and haven't had one in a traditional sense or, and I'm not at legitimately advocating that we need to go. Shoot I, know. I'm, I understand, but, yeah. but we haven't had like a thing right to go yeah. do. And so instead everybody's in this holding pattern of training and getting ready to go fight the next thing. Right. Yeah. Whatever country conflict, whatever that's going to be, we're all getting ready for this thing, but we've been getting ready for this thing for years and years yeah. And so everybody starts putting their tweaks on it. This is yeah. how it should be done. This is well, how it should be it, done. And not all of that's bad, but we just slowly tweak this and add more and do this. Yeah. It turns it into harder. this crazy bureaucracy where it's like, let's we're do it not harder, even, better, yeah. faster. We're not even focused on the right it. thing anymore. Yeah. yeah and then you deal with it like yeah. big political wise where it's like, okay, well mm-hmm. now, and again, I, I do not absolutely don't take this the wrong way, but where we focus so much more on mental health as opposed to mission something or like mission well, success yeah, or mean, accomplishment. Right. Which I, I that's probably, a bad I'm not arguing. That. <laughs> I think that's a like directly and, and inextricably linked to mission readiness. But like, I, I get what agree. you're I get what you're I'm saying, saying that though, like, like there's look at it from like yeah. every every one of those pages has that old guy who's like back in my day we didn't care oh, about yeah, whatever yeah. whatever right <laughs> we just and I, yeah and those are all obviously ridiculous people but my point is like they got a mission done we get a mission done so I can't say that they're I think that they're wrong but I can't say right. that they didn't they got a mission done better Right. I, I would like to think that we do do things better now, but, yeah. but what I mean is like you have different focuses because you have the ability right. and the time to focus that's on those the, things. That's the big thing. Cause I, dude, I started listening to this book called, uh, about face. It's, uh, I'm a big Jocko Willink fan mm-hmm. and it's a book he talks about a ton and that influenced him a lot. It's Colonel David Hackworth is the guy who's a Vietnam, uh, I don't know what level. I think it was like a battalion colonel? commander or something. Yeah, he was a full colonel by the time he ended his career. Oh, okay. But like at whatever time, the different times he was in Vietnam. Like right, right. The book. I mean, if you ever, if I have a paper copy of the book, it looks like a King James Bible. It's huge. Um, so I'm listening to the audio book, even though I have a hard copy as well. Because um, you have but, a month of ROM time. Well, that's why. Yeah, I was playing video games and listening to about face. But he <laughs> talks about basically how the I think they called them ERs or whatever. They were like the uh, evals basically about Mm -hmm. how one bad uh, eval would like destroy an officer's career and how um, ridiculous the system was. And then how there was a one time where he was um, he was in charge of like a smaller unit. And then the the higher level commander was, like an engineer or something. And somehow he ended up in command of a bunch of infantrymen or cavalrymen or whatever it was. And mm-hmm. so like, he was just, he completely in, in ill-equipped to 
command these these soldiers and he would like be up in his little helicopter flying around giving all these asinine orders that didn't make sense and trying to micromanage a bunch of people that he didn't know how to lead like he didn't know how to command infantry so he was like trying to micromanage a bunch of guys that did and it's like to the to the point of like he's given orders that could get people killed and so like there's he was basically breaking down how the peacetime army promoted a bunch of like these bureaucrats and these like career oriented officers that he called. And he had like terminology for what he called like box ticking or whatever, where it's same thing we do where it's like, Oh, you got to qualify dive to make senior chief or you got to, you got to do this thing or that thing. You got to have this collateral duty. You got to have all this other crap. And it's like, he would, he's like, why are we? And I talked to Jason about this. I think when I don't, I I don't know if it was a teaching of the creed one or what, but we talked about how, like, why are evals not written to evaluate, like, yeah. how good of a warfighter a sailor is? Like, I if, remember it, listening to that yeah, one, actually. It really melts my brain a little bit because it would solve all of the issues. It's not like, well, it's not like I don't think somebody should get rewarded for doing some really important collateral duty or even doing, like, oh, I'm going to be the guy that chairs the holiday party thing or the planning committee or whatever the the rec committee it, it's not an unimportant thing like it's not like it's I, I don't think you should be rewarded but i should think you should be rewarded with like liberty or like uh i don't know like oh here's your co's letter and your 20, 48 hours of special lib or here's some kind of a a good deal or some kind of a reward in some other kind of way that, but it should have no bearing on you being promoted because I should be evaluating you on your ability to contribute to mission accomplishment. Well, and it's, it so gets weird because some of that stuff does contribute to mission accomplishment. Like I would say a command career counselor probably in some tertiary way does. Yeah. But it's like, so, I don't know, man. Like, so I, I'll play devil's advocate. I'm not trying to say that selling cupcakes makes the Navy, the ships (laughs) get underway at all. But what I'm, but so the Navy promotes uh, holistic views on things, right? They want you to look good in uniform. Why? Because they want to look professional. Yeah. Looking good doesn't make you be better at your job, right? Right. But they want you to look good at it, right? Because that's a holistic, good PR view of the Navy. It keeps good image going, right? And there's all the other health aspects that we talked about it, but just physically looking good, that's all we care about. And or using that example, um, we care about a lot of things that may or may not be important. Uh, I will say that at my level where I'm at and what I see, there's a lot of it that I don't think is that important, but yeah. what else are we doing? What's stopping you from being able to do that? And that's right. If you have nothing else going on, right? Like you, you talk somebody like, sure, you're a great OS, right? You can do all the OS things the best, but like, what are we doing as, as a nation, as a, like, Mm -hmm. there's no mission that you're trying to go accomplish. You're just training everything that we are doing minus a couple of small things. I get it. I'm sure somebody has done something recently, but like big picture, we're just training and preparing for the next thing. Right. So like you can be as good as you want, but what does it matter? You have time to do all these other things. But especially do you with, always though, because like, especially with I, Corona, well, somebody does cause they're getting it done. I know, but think so, of the, think of the somebody's who are getting it done. Because if you look at like submarine, a gangers and electricians, 
if if they are so like I had an electrician, I couldn't believe it. A nuke electrician was a command career counselor on a submarine I showed up to. Like, how do you have time to electrician? And the answer was he didn't. He just did career counselor thing. And so it's like I seen the same thing with an A ganger. So it's like they but if didn't, the overall job was getting done. What's the what's the detriment? Right, but Somebody why, has to do but it. We're, then we're going to make that guy an A gang chief because he's a good career counselor. You know what I mean? Yeah, like he's not I, leading A gangers. He's not coordinating maintenance. He's and it's not like he never did any A gang things, but he but, was not nearly as involved as the LPO that was in, like up to his neck in A gang things all the time. But so like look at uh, so like where we are, we have an RP two. Mm-hmm. that runs she's the head of the religious ministries team that does the whatever right because we have a couple of chaplains um that work with us and a couple of embedded mental health people actually they're shifting that over to the schoolhouse we have a couple mm-hmm. of people there which is awesome um but like everybody not everybody gives her a hard time but like she's kind of made the joke too that she's like she's the cupcake person like yeah she runs the rec committee she does this she does this she runs all the things because like in her daily job like there's no art there's not like a sea of rps below her that she's leading right she her her job is demand based and she's really good at what she does but it's like she's got the time to go do all these things i'm not supposed to hold it against her that she has the time to do those things I'm not saying hold it against her. I'm saying I and and obviously I think so we've had conversations separately from, from this, but um, the eval system, I think, should change in a way that would prevent this from being a thing. But she's currently ranked against all the other E5s, I would imagine, under whatever yep. reporting senior. Right. Which yep. usually that doesn't become a thing until E6 because her reporting senior would usually be like at the department head level. Her department is probably. I don't know, admin or something, but like, so she's ranked against uh, other second classes that are not RPs. I don't know how much sense that makes because I no, I'm, I'm all about, I'm the, yeah, I'm promoting you to be an RP one or I like, don't so know I'm, enough. I'm, I don't know enough about, uh, the pilot program yeah, I that either. I know was started you, with the uh, individual evals, right? right. Ranked against yourself. I, in theory, I think that it's awesome. I don't know anybody. I feel like it was tested in San Diego. So mm-hmm. like, I don't know, hopefully somebody that listens to this, uh, yeah, who's reach made out. this I'd far in, talk about it. Cause I don't know if you were a pilot. I, if you, yeah, if you were a test platform for that, I really want to know how that worked out in the pros yeah. and the cons. Cause in my head, it should be so much better. Yeah. But I also know that just like everything else, right? Like there's a million things that I don't think about in, practice so i'm very very curious but uh, i I don't know like it's uh, i just in general i think that um there's a lot of like twiddling our thumbs happening and we're trying to find something to do to stay proactive and to get ahead of the curve and some of that stuff's really good some of it might not be right but it's something so yeah. i think a lot of it's probably not a lot but there's definitely going to be some just by nature of statistics right some of it's going to be a complete waste of our time and we're yeah. going to scrap it um some of it is uh we're just testing out some new idea some of it is stuff that probably should be kept around i feel like we've had so much um 
more training talk of leadership training, right? Is the NLDC yeah. uh, comes up the, the, any of the leadership development courses for any of the ranks, all those things are being pushed a lot more um, and will become, if they aren't already super mandatory, I think that's, that's on the very near horizon. Yeah, They're not, but I feel like that's going to be on the very near horizon. It's, it's coming, but it's like they haven't stood up any of the thing, any of the infrastructure that they said they would yet. And then COVID just put the brakes on it. So like, I'd like to see it happen unless they're going to transition to some like remote delivery platform. Well, the, I feel like, uh, so instead of, and this is where I, I, I think I messaged you about it a while ago, but yeah, I you mentioned you knew some stuff, but we didn't talk about it. Well, so in an ideal world, at least what you would like to see or what I'd probably like to see is like you pull, pull people away from the command for three to five days, depending on whatever the course is. And you sit them down somewhere in another building and you go over, right. This is now what's expected, right? This is like chief season light. You know what I mean? This is where you're at. This is what's expected. And that makes sense. Um, I think what's more practical with the way the Navy's going for it is something more flexible, something more, uh, uh, just, yeah, I guess flexible is the right word. Um, where it's like similar to the NKO that you have to do prior to taking the exam. You just have to get it done prior to your next advancement. Yeah. So do you have now you have two years or three right. years before you ha- to get three days of material done. But how Obviously, are they going to super it? doable? Yeah. It's probably similar to the way it is now or through some sort of GMT or whatever. Right. But now I, I don't have to set aside. I don't have to lose somebody for that long. I have to lose somebody for a couple hours once a month for a training. Like that's very doable for most every command. A couple now, hours once a month. How would that work though? Like I, that's what I don't get is break like up, how break up the topics into couple hour chunks and deliver it that way. And over a course of two years, somebody will have had all of those topics at some okay, point or another. Yeah. And I think but too, does like, that have the same impact? Probably not. Is it, but does maybe, it meet the same not, goal? Yeah. Maybe it could, you know, yeah. that might not be a bad answer. Is it exactly what I'd like to see? Probably not. But is it a more practical answer? Maybe. Yeah. I, I don't know. Like I just, the biggest thing that I've found with the season, like I said, is, is the resiliency between the season and just COVID stuff is the resiliency and the, uh, flexibility of things but there's also been such a huge pressure on mental health yeah not just within the navy right like outside oh, yeah. the navy, everybody everybody understands and so i used to have a cob who he always said uh don't be a jerk basically and not those exact terms but his point was he said like life is hard enough as it is they don't need you to be a jerk to make it easier right or to make it harder yeah right like being in the Navy is hard. Qualifying things is hard. Doing your job in the Navy, like it's not an easy job. And so we don't need other people to make it harder f- just for the sake of making it harder. Like right. help everybody out. It makes the world go around. Um, and I know you see like all the back in my day comments of everything's going soft. Right. But like 
for better or for worse of what you think of it and like pro tip it's for the better um like all those comments and all the things that people say and do like that stuff it's not it's not going unnoticed it's it's slowly not going unpunished like those that stuff's getting phased out it's not a thing yeah. anymore like people realize like hey this job is hard on a lot of people if you want them to do it i'm not saying you have to bend and cater to every whim that every sailor yeah. wants but like you, maybe caring about their mental state is not the worst thing in the world <laughs> Yeah. And I think that a lot of like I was talking to the I don't want to use his name yet, but until he tells me it's cool. But the guy that mm-hmm. I'm going to talk to uh, that I was supposed to do the thing with this morning, um, the corpsman chief. But he he was saying like it, he's starting to realize, like you mentioned uh, when we were talking earlier, that there's more people out there that think kind of more in line with how he does about certain things at the within the chief's mess and within mm-hmm. like chief's season training, et cetera. Um, than he thought and he was just like well if there's all these people that think the similarly or the same as i do why is it still like this and i was like well you got to think about who's holding the keys to the kingdom you know what i mean like the Mm -hmm. generationally which again like the labels i hate but the who who's still in charge of everything and it's people that are that may still be thinking about things in a more uh, I don't know, like archaic way or, or just like they're just like a few versions behind, you know what I mean? And so like, yeah, the vast majority of us might be thinking one way and they might even be open to some of that like type of feedback. But again, think about how hard that is um, to get that up to their level and then even make some kind of institutional change happen. It's like you're you're probably looking at like a decade from now because he's like i've seen a lot of stuff start happening like he's like i don't know he's like i've always thought that something's got to give like you were saying earlier like there's gonna be some big shift that happens within the the organization which that is the mess eventually like something's got to give because there's too many of us that are thinking this way and i was like he's and he goes listening to you and listening to these other guys that i've found it's like i think he's like i don't know if it's beginning or if it's i'm just noticing it more being talked about and i'm like like i think it kind of is but like i i also think that you're you're a decade away from guys like me being fleet master chiefs and it's not it's not going to be me but it's like it's going to be somebody generationally yeah. that's in the same place that i am so you're going right. to have people that think the way that we do that get to ascend to those levels that are then going to start, you're going to start to see that institutional change happen. You've been seeing it happen. You just don't notice it or it's not keeping up with the way that you think about it. Because if you go read a tradition of change, it's like it's been happening the whole time. Like it's been happening since the very beginning where it's it's morphed and changed and evolved. And people have been like, why are we eating out of troughs and carrying spoons in our pockets and doing all this <laughs> crazy stuff? And it's like, it's changed and then it's changed more because there's been an outcry of, Hey, why are we doing it this way? And Hey, what are these things that we're doing and why are we doing it? And this is degrading or this is not productive or whatever. And then the things evolve and change institutionally, but it takes a long time for those changes to happen. And they're generally going to happen about 10 years later than you or I want them to because of how long it takes for this big of a. So with that, like, the uh, the seeing the change happen right i feel like it does happen and you like prime example is like think of cmc's who you've worked with that yeah. are good bad otherwise right 
you've probably had like the crusty old angry CMC who's yep. just like, this is how it's done. Blah, 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 right. <laughs> Yeah. But then like eventually you work with someone now who you're like, oh, this guy's a realistic human being who's on the same wavelength as me, more or less, you know, like they're going down the right path. I like that. And I have the same thing. And then you look at like, on, you know, you can't find a single chief page or Facebook group without seeing like uh, Jay Bell on there and what <laughs> he posts. Right. Yeah. yeah, no, and he's great. Like, he's super outspoken, like, but he's also not like a, he's a pretty, not by the book guy, right? But like, there's a lot of things that I like that he does, but yeah, he's very vocal about stuff that he does. And he's not like a, we just need tougher, stronger men to right. go, you know, right. like, he's, he's like embraced the modern culture of what needs to happen and to what makes us better. Yeah, and I think he has a way more in-depth understanding of what sailors actually need versus yeah, what's written I feel in the like, book. Right. And I feel like that's a person who, you know, and that's just an example of somebody that I see post all the time. Right. I'm guessing there's more than three CMCs out yeah. there who are on that yeah. same page. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I'm not saying it's 90%, but I'm guessing that it's a lot of them or whatever. Right. Let's say some percentage of them a significant that portion, number is yeah, that, that are, number is only going to grow over time right like more people because right. again those people are now the mentors for the next wave and they're going to be passing that same mindset along and that same philosophy right which is going to make the next wave that much right that's why it yeah. takes 10 years that's why it takes a decade to see that change is that somebody in charge basically more or less is is making that the norm is making that okay is saying this is what needs to happen or this is how i think this should happen and somebody below them is going like yeah i i agree with that i like that let's do that and it works for you so why couldn't it work for me and they move on with life and then that becomes the next norm and the next norm and so on and so forth so like i'm guessing that there are lots of commands out there with cmcs that are not facebook famous that <laughs> that have that same kind of mindset that you just don't hear about all the time. Right. That you don't make the, the cover of Navy times because you're, I mean, you do make it cause you're awesome at your job. Right. But being like, when was the last time you saw the cover, uh, like a lead article because this person Somebody is like, did something awesome. Yeah. Yeah. This person is a really good CMC. Yeah. You don't hear about that. You hear yeah. about all the ones that get fired. No, yeah. The, about this. the dude, I know the guy that, um, he was, I went to him for Cobb Qualls that won the Frank Lister award this year. And, uh, it's a award for the best Cobb in the submarine force, basically. Right. Um, and amazing dude. Great Cobb. I got to go down and we did an inspection on his submarine and I was like beside myself about how amazing the culture was there. And I told him as much while we were there. And then I went to him, he's a CMC now. And I went to him for Cobb Qual stuff. And, um, same thing. It's like you, he had it. They shared a picture of him holding the award on like the Navy.mil thing. It's called like David's or whatever. Like the, mm -hmm. what, you know, what I'm we're like seven people yeah, yeah, yeah. That, and they're all wearing khakis. <laughs> so it's like the, he's not Navy famous because that's who releases the good stuff. It's like the Navy Times is generally it's such a rag. It's only the tabloids releasing the bad stuff. Yeah. I'm, I'm super salty about the, um, they basically made a mo like a made a like joking like an attempt at comedy. I guess it was pathetic, but it was a the one about the all the cook stuff like the food on 
there, there was this big thread that went viral about like how food sucked on ships and it was like primarily one ship but then a bunch of people mm-hmm. like commented some negative experiences they had and there's been especially a whole bunch of like misadventures during where sailors in ram and whoever's responsible for providing the food like it doesn't that's, make it from a to a to z without getting screwed up somehow and but there's that's the same with yeah. everything right like when you go to buy something on amazon you look at the <laughs> reviews right yeah you have to realize that as somebody who's spent probably way too much money on amazon if i if i got something and i'm satisfied i just don't say anything yeah why would I go back and say right. something like right. sometimes once in a while I'll be like, Oh yeah, no, this thing was actually really awesome. But yeah. if it, I bought, I don't think I've ever reviewed phone, anything on Amazon. Yeah, positively. exactly. Like I don't if know I, if I looked ever. online and I went, I need a case for my phone. Right. And so I ordered one and it showed up and it fit my phone and it's a case. Like cool. I'm not going to spend the time to go back and talk about it Yeah, because it did exactly what I wanted. Right. Right. So there's, all of those you don't hear about, right? But those people are probably the vast majority of the yeah. Navy, or like the people that they're not great, they're not terrible, they're not like right. You're, you're not next in line for the Mick Pond, but you're also not like a bad person that like yeah. stews this terrible culture <laughs> in your command, like yeah. But those are those people that slowly make that transition, right? And so I laugh because like that again. A, every you know you've seen more of them than me but like every chief season especially on facebook you get these old guys that are like back in my day why are we doing it like this yeah you know i used to like you said you know i carried fish pot fish heads in my chest pockets for two months or something (laughs) i don't know something absurd i have no idea what they did but like that 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 didn't make them better like right it was just different it it was different probably worse like a lot of it was probably negative and what kills me is like a lot of that stuff that gets brought up is the type of stuff that i mean there were things that happened to me during my chief season that i could i could frame as a back in my day we did harder things or whatever but like most of those things that are not done now that were done in 2011 which was not i mean that wasn't even like back in my like that wasn't even that long ago if you think about it um it was uh, like it was the stuff that I was just like, what are we doing? Like what? This is stupid. Like I didn't get That's, anything yeah. out of it. It was completely pointless. The vast majority of it just made me feel like devalued and degraded or whatever. Like I, I didn't get anything out of it other than like a lower, uh, I guess, like opinion of myself as it pertained to becoming a chief you know what i mean like i just felt like a piece of crap so like here's a prime example right if those things were so awesome yeah right the people who went through those eventually ran a chief season right like you've ran a season (laughs) yeah did you do the same things that happened to you i did not because because they were terrible because you went these are stupid yeah why are we doing this let's implement the things well some of it's not even allowed anymore because it was so not awesome you know what i mean like exactly some of it's stuff that was purposely written out of like when they came out with cpo 365 you're not doing those things anymore but like look at my point is like, look at uh, all of these things that are decided in house, right? Like somebody didn't have to tell you don't do this stupid thing that has no purpose to it. Right. Like you looked at it and said, this is stupid and has no purpose to it. So I'm not going to do that. But 
if you're going to say that that makes, it's like a weird three, 360 circle thing on this, right? Like if I'm going to say, if I'm this old guy and I'm going to say what you're doing to make chiefs now is terrible, then I have to blame myself because I made you as a chief. Yep. And if it was that good, then you'd be doing it still. Right. So but that like, would require, we'll, yeah, someone to take right, responsibility right. for what the, yeah. And, and, but that trickles all the way down, right? Like we yeah. look at all these things and it's like, why are we having these people do this stuff? This is stupid. This is not worth our time. Right. So we're just not going to do that. And then you look around and you go, oh my God, the boat still got underway just fine. <laughs> we still passed our inspections. Yeah. We still accomplished our mission. Maybe that stuff wasn't necessary. Right. And then you pass that along or like somebody has a mental health issue and you go, instead of just black sheeping them and kicking them to the curb, you go, how about we just give you the help that you actually need? And <laughs> yeah. then when they get that help and then they're fine and they've learned how to cope with it or the situation is over or whatever the case is, right. Then they come back and they're productive members of the Navy right. because that's what they wanted to do in the first place. And then you go, Hey, look, that was actually better than just getting rid of them. <laughs> right. Weird. Yeah. Maybe we should keep doing that. Right? right. Like, and, but that same cycle happens everywhere. So when people are like, Oh, well the Navy's gone weak or the Navy's yeah. gone, whatever, like, well, maybe what you did was stupid and you just don't want to admit <laughs> that what you did was stupid. Yeah. Well, and not not all of it. I a lot of no, it gets romanticized like and they forget all the Obviously. negative stuff and blah blah blah. It's like when you've been out that long, I can only imagine what you misremember. But anyway. Oh yeah. But there's just ton like I just don't see the my general thought is like all of that change that's happening that people are complaining about, it's done because it's it's done for the right reason generally generally yeah i think uh, like you were mentioning at the very beginning like the good idea fairy i mean <laughs> always contributes something f like perpetually that just adds unneeded burden or like just well it comp unnecess unnecessarily complicates things but that stuff generally then gets weeded out of the process and but but not all of it like the good idea fairy might around. be something terrible yeah but until you implement it, you don't really know that it's terrible. Sometimes you sometimes can look you at do. it, yeah. <laughs> but sometimes you just know right from the get right. that that's, that's a horrible idea, but you implement it, you prove that it's terrible. And theoretically that doesn't happen again Yeah, because you can say like, Hey, look at this case study of a year ago when we tried that. And it was the worst idea in the world. Has yeah. anything changed? No, other than the date. Well, then why are we going to try it again? That was terrible. Let's not do that. Right. And you can at least like cross things off the list of good ideas, or you could look at it and go, that was terrible. The idea was like what we were trying to do was good. The implementation was terrible. And then you go, okay, well now we know that did work. So how can we implement it to be better? Like there's, it's all about the outlook on it. You just, I think like I said, I think big picture, the Navy, hopefully should be looking at all of this is like, what good can we take from all of this? Yeah. That's my hope. And is, what, what can we yeah. look at? It's like, this was a failed experiment. This is a failed experiment. These three things were actually really good. Yeah. Let's, let's keep that. Let's scrap all the rest of this and, and move on from there. And I feel like there's a lot of stuff that we could get done for or sure. improve that way. 
but it's all of that stuff takes time, right? Cause you got to get yeah. the feedback from whatever level, get it all the way up, get something in paper, get it brought back down, implemented, tried, tested, moved back up, revved 14 times, <laughs> brought back down. Yeah. Three quarters I, of the world has to get a chop on it. Yeah. You know, like that's I what I get. That. My fear is that that type of bureaucracy, like that prevents the good lessons learned from being implemented into anything meaningful. Like, I feel like there's just been so many things that have happened that are good, that it's like, there's a, so many lessons learned that could positively benefit the Navy in a lot of different areas that I, I'm afraid that, institutionally they're we're just like white knuckling it until the COVID thing's over. And then we all just want to be like, all right, put everything back where it was like, put all the furniture back on top of the sunspot, <laughs> like the spots where you can see the shape of it. Yeah. And uh, we'll go, everything goes back to the status quo. You know, like I'm worried. It's just that, such a waste. I know. It's I know. such a waste. And that's what I'm terrified is going to happen is like, look, there's a lot of awesome things like lessons learned that came out of this as unfortunate as it was overall. There's still it just like in in like a war, like like if we had a war, there's a ton of lessons learned that we pull out of that to prevent bad things from happening. And it's like, look, we could take a lot of efficiencies from this, from having to adapt to this really crappy thing that happened. Yeah, I I will say that, like uh, a lot of the things that I've seen changed and implemented here um, within the last year, say, were. All it requires is somebody to say, Hey, I think this is a good idea and this would work. Yeah. This is how I want to do it. And then you go do it. Yeah. Worst case, like you've said before too, and we both said like worst case, you look at it and go, yeah, that didn't work. Yeah. You go back to the way it was. All right. Let's try to, yeah. Try to do something different. But you don't, some of it, you don't really know unless you try it. And like, it might be a good idea or you might implement it and go, Hey, I like what we're doing, but this could be improved and let's change to make it better. Right. And I feel like there's a lot of, um, it's, I'm not saying that it's, it's happening here, but my fear is that, and what I've seen recently is that a lot of that comes the wrong way where, and what I mean is top down where you have somebody at the top who says, I think we should do something better, make it happen. And then people just scramble to make it happen where, we look at it like, again, as a chief in the chief's quarters, our thoughts should be like, we should be ahead of this. If we come with solutions, not problems, we can do whatever we want as long as we're a united front, yada, yada, yada. But like, it that's not exclusive to chiefs by any stretch. Yeah. Like one of the biggest improvements we had at our schoolhouse was two first classes. One was a surface guy who's here. And then one's a sub guy who made first while he was here, who said like, Hey, why are we in four section duty for the students? Right. Why isn't it not six section? We could do this and we could make this better and whatever. And so they did the homework. They worked out all the things they've been ordering. I think they've spent like almost 20 grand on furniture for the barracks. Yeah. To, upgrade, to do all like this stuff. All Everything. Areas. Yeah. Yep. New couches. Like, you know, that couch is like weird old stained and from World <laughs> War II. Like, Let's get a new one. Yeah. So that they use it, you know, especially when you can't go out and do it yeah, in town. Yeah, to make the areas better where there's cuz they're all stuck. Yeah. And so it's like some a lot of it just requires the work to be done, right? right. And but they they didn't show up and just say like, "Eh, four section sucks." Yeah. Like, they came well, with a solution yeah. so, 
and yep. they basically they went and clear you know at most i talked to the, the cmc and just said like hey i've got a guy who wants to come talk to you yeah and i didn't even need to do that that was just right. because i i know him and i i mentioned it to him right? right but like he sat down the two of them sat down and talked to him they pitched their idea cmc said sounds great let's do it yeah and they've implemented it I don't think there's a single person who's complained. Yeah. It's great. Everybody's happy. Right. And that had nothing to do with, that was just two people like who cares about their rank. That was just two people that had a good idea that, you know, came up with a plan Yeah, and it may not have, I can't say that exactly what they wrote is exactly what was implemented. I'm sure it got tweaked somewhere. I'm sure I would hope that, you know, the CMC, somebody somewhere sat down and said like, Hey, actually, we should do this slightly different because of X, Y, and Z. Right. But ultimately what they wanted got done. Right. And I feel like this is a good time for a lot of people to look around and say, Hey, I don't think that this is how this should happen. Or I think that what we do now is how it should happen in the long term. We shouldn't try to move the furniture back to where it was. <laughs> Maybe we should throw half that furniture away and yeah. get something different. And I feel like all it takes is somebody to come up with that plan and present it to the right people and say, this is what I want. And somebody else is going to look around and say, why not? What else yeah, are we doing? And right? I think like, let's give it a shot. At first, it's like, just like you said, with those two guys, it's like the appetite for change has to exist instead of just saying like, well, this sucks. It's like, okay, this sucks. And you want what? Like, what do you want it to be instead? Mm-hmm. And then like having the the will to do it is like another huge part of it. Cause I was, I was literally just uh, messaging with a buddy of mine that it, he's one of those ISIC guys I was talking about earlier. Mm-hmm. And we're both just kind of expressing mutual frustration at the lack of appetite to change anything for it, it like in any meaningful way. Like we're all in agreement that it's like we're, our priorities are all out of whack. And it's like, there's all these things we could be doing better to serve the units you know what i mean like we could Mm -hmm. be changing things for the better to make the lives better for the units which Mm -hmm. i mean the end of the day is going to trickle down to the junior sailors on the deck plates that are that are posting those pictures of the terrible food and it's like there's not when you get to this point where even a guy like me who's on a flag staff and i mean i'm in effectively the nosebleed seats for my rate on submarines and even i can't like there's because we're inextricably linked to the surface community it's like getting the type of institutional level change that would need to happen to make it way better it's like there's no appetite for change there's barely appetite for change at my level (laughs) but like i'm trying i'm trying to push that to make submarines better but it's like good lord to try to get the the change to happen on the scale that it would need to to make food better on ships it's like i think the the biggest thing that i i've seen not the biggest thing but one of the big things that i've seen recently is like the amount of power that people have that they don't think that they have yeah or that they don't realize like either they don't believe it or they don't like the amount of people that have made massive, relatively massive changes, at least within the community, within my rate, within Ooh. the sub school, within whatever yeah. is come up. If you come up with something and you do it right, even if it only affects your office, if other people look around and go, Hey, that works. Other people are, if it's a good idea, people are going to do it and that catches on. Yeah. 
and and that will spread right so like i'm not tasking you by any stretch right but like <laughs> if if you had some great idea of how to if you spent the time and you were like i'm going to totally revamp the way smis are done and this is what's actually going to happen from now on and i feel like we meet the same mission objectives we meet the ceo's intent this is what we want to happen and it's totally out the box different if you can sell it that it does all the same things, right? And somebody's like, "All right, let's try it once." If it works, why would they say no again? Yeah. Or maybe they it, say, "Hey, I like this," or not, you know. And then, but again, like, okay, so they go, "Hey, this this command, this is you know this area, this is how they do SMIs, and it's totally different from the rest of the Navy, but it works really well and it gets really good feedback." Everybody else would be insane to not at least try it. Yeah. And that's, I think the, the part that I struggle with is the getting, because when you get to the institutional level stuff, you know, because even if you consider like submarine force institutional level, right? If I want to make a change force wide, it's like, there's half a dozen people I got to get all on the same page. And what I've noticed, and I don't know if you've ever, you've noticed this yet, but it's like, when you get to this point in a career, it's really hard to get people to change anything. Like, uh, they're just like, kind of like, ah, eh, no, I think I'm just going to do it the way that it has always been done. And not that yes I've and, had conversations. Yes no. Yeah. I've had conversations with guys like force level people in my rate that are like to like some, some of the crazy ideas I have they're on board with, or they at least agree with me fundamentally, but understand that for the same reason. Cause like a lot of the stuff, like if I wanted the a school curriculum to be six months long, which I do, it's that affects the entire Navy. So it's not just like the, the weirdness of how like our rate is tied to the surface fleet. It's like, I can't just change things like that, but I, I could change I found, though, other things that are just force wide. But even then I got to get like the, all the forces and the groups and all the people on the same page. So. I feel like in my experience, most people would rather let you do what you're going to do and not step in to stop it. If you're willing to do yeah. the work, they're not going to say no. That's and, yeah. and so here's like a prime example we had training recently. It wasn't given by us. It was given by somebody else for, mm. for like our in rate training. So yeah. we showed up to this other command. They gave us training and all this stuff. Cause we're a new rate, yada, yada, yada. And one of the things that the guys sitting in there, two of the people sitting in there, one is a civilian, one was an officer, but they're the ones who like legitimately their command and those people own the instruction that tells us what we do. Yeah. And so they could give us the insight as to why we do what we do. And some of it was them just educating us and we go, Oh, okay. Yeah. And then some of it is like this random E five sitting there saying like, Hey, why don't, can we change it to not, if we've all just came to an agreement that this is stupid, <laughs> can we just change? Like, I get that we can't change the software and the engineering and that's a whole nother, uh, right. you know, uh, a bridge to cross. But like we in this room have the ability to change the instruction to say something different. Can we do that? Yeah. And they kind of looked around and went, yeah, no, that's a good idea. Let's do that. Huh. And like, maybe I just want to blow the whole thing up and find, like, I'm one of those. Like, yeah. I want to tear like, the whole thing down and rebuild it. And everybody's like, yeah, no, I don't want to change everything at all at the same time. I'm like, no, mm, but in like a 30 second conversation, 
we changed, you know, it's a paragraph in yeah. instruction, but it has like a functional, fairly big impact on the mindset, on the way you read this instruction, right? Yeah. And granted, it could be six months, it could be six years before we see <laughs> before that. It actually, it's implemented, yeah. Right. But like the big point is, I feel like those people are much more attainable to a lot of people. If you come to them, like they're no different than, than anybody else. Yeah. They work with what they work with. They do. They have the same outside forces that say, this is what we want. Yeah. And they have their own mindset and they go, okay, cool. Let's do this. But like, all they need is somebody to come. Yeah. You know, you're not they need wrong. The used, yeah. They like, need the used car salesman to show up and say, nah, you really got to buy this car. And they go, you know what? Yeah, I do need to buy that car. <laughs> Let's try it. You know, yeah, like, if they're I, the ones that hold the keys, then, then let it, they're going to do it. And then yeah. you just made something. A lot of the happen. stuff I'm most frustrated by is like, I want to change everything. <laughs> like I want to blow the whole thing up and completely change it. And it's just like, is that really going to happen? Probably not. Well, like not if you get out. Yeah. No, nah, I know. <laughs> I, well, I, there's a Jerry Maguire mission statement going to uh, like a white paper going to a whole bunch of people before I retire saying, Hey, this is how you fix food service in the Navy, like training, the implementation, everything. But it, I, will they do anything with it? Who knows? But I plan on, I'm, I'm, I'm working with a lot of people to get a lot of information that like research that I would require to do that. And then, I mean, I'm going to, it's going to be the most detailed point paper ever. And I'm just going to be like, this is how you fix it. If you want to fix I it. I think, I think a lot of it is, is so it mixes back with something that J bell recently posted mm -hmm. and we've talked about it before too. Right. It's the, like the, are you just so-and-so? Yeah. Um, and I think that more people have more power than they realize. Yeah. They just don't use it. And so for example, we have a, a division, um, that's got two first classes in it. One of them has that mindset and he constantly comes to us and he's really good at his job, but he comes to us and he's like, Hey, do you want to go tell this person that? Like, I don't think they're going to listen to me. I'm just first class. And the other guy is very like, he doesn't care. He's, he keeps saying he's going to get out. I think he's on the short list of people that, that should, excuse me, that should make chief this year. Um, and he's, he's technically leaps and bounds above a lot of people. Yeah. Um, and he's very outspoken, but he's not wrong with it, but he'll talk to anybody and explain like, this is why you're wrong. This is why this should be this way. This is why this should be this. And when he comes across, people are like, oh, this guy knows what he's talking about. He's yeah. smart. He's yeah. got a good idea. I'm going to listen to this guy. And the other guy doesn't say as much because he's like, oh, I'm just first class. Yeah, Nobody's going to listen to me. Yeah. yeah. And we try explaining to him like, dude, I don't, I don't know what you're talking about because half the time we drag the first class with us to, because you're the expert that does this every day. Yeah. Like you're the guy that has the hands on. This is what button should be pushed idea because I don't do that. You do that. Right. Um, I facilitate that happening and I get you in the room with the right people, but like, you're the one that needs to give the pitch. Yeah. Not because I'm terrible or terrified or whatever, but like you're the one that has that idea. I'm just trying to make sure that the right people hear your good idea. And so it's that weird mix of like, you have the people that go like, oh, I'm just this guy that can't do anything. And who am I? 
Yeah. And then you have the people that are like, no, like, I don't know if you know me, but I'm kind of a big deal around here. And <laughs> I think some of it weirdly is like, and it, I don't think it should be this way, but I think just depending on the personality and, and leader and whatever, um, like who it's being presented to. I mean, you got to kind of read the room and like, I yeah. th- I definitely think there's situations where like there could be a person that would receive it better from you just because you're a chief. And is that always the case? No, I think it's probably increasingly less so with when you're presenting the idea to somebody like your CMC, right? Like where yeah. if, if it's coming from a first class, I almost think there there's a lot more leaders in that position nowadays that are more receptive to hearing it from them and are like excited about it because it's not chief has a good idea fairy. It's like, this is already pretty filtered through the people it's going to affect on a daily basis because that's, who's presenting it to me. So it's like, I'd be more like, I'm going to want to filter a chief's idea through blue shirts a lot more often than a lot of leaders probably would consider doing that before, I guess like the the people that I've experienced predominantly didn't, but I would want to filter it through. But then there's probably a lot of like senior officers that would receive it a lot better from somebody like you or me even though I'm saying the exact same thing, like I'm just parroting what well, they prepped me to say, you know what I mean? And that's a, that's a hard spot too. Cause like yeah. a constant complaint that you see is like chief took credit for oh, my yeah, idea yeah. or got credit for my that's idea. Just, right. And that's, you got to make sure that that doesn't happen. I mean, <laughs> well, but that's a weird mix too. Right. Because like you said, sometimes people will, you know, you get the wrong officer who's not going to respond to the first class. Yeah. And they're just going to blow off what they say. But if the, the chief or the senior chief tells them, then they go, Oh yeah, maybe I should listen. Right. That's a good idea. But also like the, you like, I'm not going to sound, I'm not saying that that's okay. No, I know. Well, what I'm saying is like, this is going to sound weird, but so depend, and I guess it depends on what it is. And, but it's like, if, if I go in there and I present an idea and they buy off on it and now the change that you wanted is happening. And I say this for me too, cause I'm like, who like, cause the same, the same would be in effect if like I told my cob, Hey, go talk to the CEO about this thing. Yeah. It's like, if the cob gets credit for the good idea, I don't care. I, like as long as the change I wanted happens and it positively affects all the people that it, I wanted it to, who cares who gets credit for it? But I understand like the frustration for certain people, especially if they put a bunch of work into yeah. it. Like, they want the credit and they deserve the credit and we should go out of our way to make sure they get that credit. But that credit might not come from the commanding officer. The credit might be, okay, so yeah, maybe he pats me on the back and then I go give you a chief's coin and I make sure that it's on your eval and I make sure you get credit for it from the people that matter, I guess. But like a lot of, there's not, I I haven't run into a lot of scenarios where I wasn't able to get my commanding officer to understand that like, hey, this was CS2's idea. So if you wouldn't mind like coining him or just giving him a pat on the back when you get the chance, they've always been like, heck yeah. Like, absolutely. I'll go buy the Mestex and, find them like when are they awake kind of thing you know so like you just have I to would spend venture the time to bet that, like, making sure you most, have that conversation i would venture to bet that most people at that level yeah. would be so much happier knowing yeah. that it came from a cs2 <laughs> than a csc for sure yeah and it's like that's i i'm just saying like presenting it to get the idea sold and like implemented might be better coming from me but then i feel like i i don't think i've ever encountered a scenario where after that's done I haven't been able to be like, hey, can you go by and kind of pat CS2 on the back? This was all his brainchild, you know, like, well, so, yeah. So that was like the, the 
changing of the duty sections for the students, whatever, right? Like using that example in that scenario, he came to me and said, I have this idea. This is what I want to do. Right. And I said, cool, come up with the details. Yeah. Like work it through, write a watch bill, do this stuff, like make sure that it actually makes sense. Right. Find out how much money you're going to need to spend on furniture. Where are you going to put it? Come up with all of those details. And they went through and did all the legwork. And I said, cool. Now go tell the CMC. <laughs> and it was like, well, uh, you know, like, yeah, should I? And yeah. I was like, dude. And like, we constantly make fun of the guy. Cause one of the guys is like, he's really, he's smart. He really cares. Um, and I think that anybody that's worked with him, you can tell that like, he really does care and it's a big mm. thing. Right. Um, but I was like, go tell the CMC. And he was not comfortable. Right. And I yeah. get that. Yeah. Like, it's an intimidation honestly, factor there. Honestly, until like, even as a chief, until this CMC, like there's not many that I've felt that comfortable with. Yeah. Like it, there's a weird barrier there that, and I, and some of it's by design, it's yeah. by the person, whatever. Right. I get it. So it's even more intimidating from them. Um, who hasn't gone through a season with them, who hasn't, who's not in that position. They're going to feel uncomfortable, but part of it is a growth thing for him. Like, I want you to deal with this and I want you to, explain it and sell it to him but a lot of it was like i don't want even the hint of like i was the one who did this i just made sure that you did it right right you just facilitated it i just wanted to make sure that when you went in there and told him you weren't just complaining and he blew you off right i wanted to make sure that he actually listened to you because i think what you're saying is a great idea yeah but i do this is not at all my idea and i want this to I want it to be very clear that this is you sitting down right. with him. Right. And this is your idea. And I feel like any good triad is going to sit there and listen to you. Cause why would yeah. you turn down a good idea? Right. Who cares who it comes from? A good idea is a good idea. Yeah. Now it obviously I would expect different good ideas coming from different people. Right. Like the good idea of like, Oh, why do I sign this form now when I could sign it? at the end of my watch, like, sure, that's not a bad idea, but like, that's probably like a third class idea. You know what I mean? Yeah. I would expect like first class and above ideas to be like larger institutional changes. Right. And I would expect that, that like some of those ideas, the first class can sign off on. And I don't even need to know, like, as long as we're not violating anything procedurally or whatever, but I just, I, I feel like a lot of people just, I feel that they have more power than they realize. Yeah. They just don't feel empowered to use that, the power that they do have. Right. And I, th- I think the chain, the, the chains of command can do the empowering, you know what I mean? Like the, you have to make it known that they have the ability to present these ideas, but then also follow up. And like, so like I would say your CMC provided a pretty, like a pretty gigantic example for everyone to point at and say, no, you can present ideas to this chain of command and they will yeah. listen and, and implement if they are like, you know, once they vet them, because that's why we're six section right now and they can share the story. And it's so like he put, he put up an advertising like a freaking billboard saying, no, like bring your good ideas to me because yeah. I, I want to make this better and blah, blah, blah. So yeah, it's like a you have to sh- like make it known, but demonstrate also to them through action that like, yeah, no, you really do. Like you really can bring a good idea to us and we'll affect positive change. But yeah, no, it's it's but I, I don't think that 
my larger point is I don't think that that is uh, localized to my command, my triad, to my sure. CMC. Yeah. I feel like that is more broadly speaking applicable to most commands in the Navy. And when you hear like the CMC do is like, oh, I've got an open door policy, right? <laughs> that that doesn't mean anything to most people, but that's, I think I interpret that as that's what they're talking about. Yeah. Um, if you have a good idea that you think should be implemented, go sit down and like go knock on his door on a Tuesday afternoon when he's, you know, sure he's doing some admin. Like, yeah, you're never gonna find a dude where he's just sitting there playing Zelda in the middle of the day. Yeah, he's always gonna be doing something. Right. But <sighs> but if they didn't want you to come talk to him, they'd just say, "Hey, now's not a good time." But if you keep going back, they're gonna be like, "Dang, this." The sailor really wants to come talk to me about something. Maybe I should listen or whatever, like is going to go through their head. But if you, if you come to them with a good idea that's been thought through, I feel like if that gets shot down, that is not on you as the person presenting the idea that's on them for either not telling you why it's not going to work or it's on them for not giving you the time of day. Yeah. But just, I, I don't know. I, f- I just feel like there's, there's a lot more that people have access to than they realize. And I don't feel like it gets used enough. And I feel like that with COVID and all the changes that we've had to implement yeah. at every command in the Navy because of it, I feel like there's, this is like the opportunity yeah, yeah, to seize all of those changes. Yeah. This is when you can jump on and say, Hey, this thing that we cut out, I don't think it should ever come back. And here's why. Or, yeah, yeah, I've thought about it. This is how we actually really accomplish that now. It can still be done that way 10 years from now. Let's do away with it. Right. And this thing, I feel like now that we've made time for this, this is how this should happen. Yeah. And this is what I've thought about. And this is how it would look like when COVID goes away and everybody's back at work like a normal schedule and we pretend this never happened. This is how this would happen and i feel like those those ideas need to be brought up in that way of like this should be permanent one way or the other permanently gone permanently implemented this is how we can tweak it to make it one way or the other and i i don't think that again i i i don't work at every command but i (laughs) i don't know that there are many commands out there that are going to look at a way to improve a process and go Eh, I like doing it inefficient. Yeah. Yeah. Always going to find some way to change something. Uh, Yeah. I mean, generally just doesn't, I don't know. Maybe that is happening and and maybe I would hope that that's happening. Broadly speaking. Yeah. I would. (laughs) My thought is that that needs to happen more than it probably is. Yeah. That's what I was going to say is like, I feel like eh. Some of it probably is a lack of input from people that don't think that they have the ability to do that. And then some of it is probably on the triad end of just not being willing to receive it or be like, did you talk to your chain of command or did you whatever? Because there's a lot of nuance to that, too. Like, I almost feel like there's probably a way to to come up with some kind of like feedback mechanism, almost like like we did one of the better ways I've seen it done, even though it was it wasn't used well was uh, you had like an email, like an anonymous email link that was like a CO suggestion box, but it was for everybody. Like you could do the right uh, the engineering department master chief, you could do the engineer, you could do the supply officer, you could do whoever. 
and you would get an, an anonymous email saying, hey, I think this thing you do, you do isn't good and I think you could do it better and here's how and here's my suggestion, right? And like the, uh, unfortunately, because the, it wasn't that great of a command <laughs> in some ways, they would discount a lot of the feedback as just sailors complaining and like figure out all, like they would discredit it and like make fun of it uh inside the chief's mess and it was it drove me nuts because i'm like hey maybe maybe we should consider what the content is instead of the tone in which it's said and i've talked about that a ton in the past but i just feel like there's a there's a probably a better mechanism to do it so that it's like, I mean, some of the intimidation factors removed when it's anonymous and when you don't actually have to walk into the CMC's office and some of the conflict in time or, hey, I don't have time, come back later. And then they're not going to come back later because they think that you don't want to talk to them and all that stuff. A lot of those barriers are removed, the barriers to communication. If it's just, hey, I can send an anonymous email, probably also going to open up the floodgates. So a whole bunch of other stuff you don't, that's not productive, but like, I mean, it is what it is. I, I'm a grown up and I can weed through that stuff. So. I don't know, but hey, man, I got yeah, no, you, you got to be careful yeah. asking questions. You don't want to know the answer to. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, but I got I got to start wrapping this up, man. I got the yeah. wife's cooking dinner and I know Perfect. it's late where you are. And I also have to use the restroom again. <laughs> Same. <laughs> well, awesome, man. I'm glad we got to finally do this. Uh, it's been forever. I'm glad I actually recorded something also. That'll be I was thinking nice about this <laughs> earlier. This might have been I think this is the first time in 21 that we've been able to get together. It is for sure. It easily. I mean, it's the first thing I've recorded period in 21. If you think about, it. I mean, I put, well, maybe not because we did. When did we release all the teaching of the creed stuff? Wasn't that? <sighs> no, that was December. That was December. Yeah. It's definitely a while ago. Yeah. It's definitely the first time in 21. All right. I hope that wasn't too terrible for my first time back. <laughs> In over three months, uh, again, it was a little, it felt a little like it, it was probably a little clunky and maybe a, a little meandering, um, but it is what it is. I just, I wanted to kind of get rolling again. I have a lot of people that I'm trying to set stuff up with. I have some other stuff that I'm working on. I got another heritage episode I'm working on. I got to get through a book, stuff like that. It's some spin the yarns, all the, all the normal type schedule stuff. You'll, you'll start to see it normalize again and see one every week. Um, so there's that, uh, kind of a bit of a quick state of the union, uh, starting to normalize again, just getting back into a routine and you will see this sort of content, uh, that you're used to seeing. And I got some exciting ones that I'm, that are like in development that I'm, I'm pretty pumped about, but I, I don't quite have like solidified yet. So I'm working on that. (laughs) So hopefully it all actually happens and I'm not getting excited for no reason, but it it is what it is. That's kind of how this goes. Um, with that, if you need anything from us, as always, hit us up. Don't give up the ship podcast at gmail.com. You can Facebook message us, don't give up the ship podcast, or you can DM me on Instagram or Reddit at DGUS Podcast. Uh, there's a sub on Reddit as well uh, that we'll be back in and be more active on as episodes get posted. I added an interview guide to the website. There's a new resources page. We moved over to Squarespace. Way, way better functionality. I, I love it. It's way better. It's way more reliable. So you shouldn't see any issues with the website, but. We, I added a resources section, a bunch of just documents and just stuff that I thought was useful or interesting. And a lot of it's related to an episode that's that's been posted already, but added an interview guide. So 
Uh, if there's anybody out there listening, because I, I, I say it and not a lot of people take me up on it, but I'm literally willing to talk to anybody that has something interesting to say, uh, that just wants to have a discussion or just has a question, just wants to have a discussion about something uh, in the scope of leadership development. I, like I'm in any type of issue uh, in the Navy that affects you guys on a daily basis. I'm always willing to talk about it. And the interview guys on the website, so it just gives you an idea of what you're getting yourself into and kind of some of the technical stuff and, and what have you. So if you've ever been interested and wondered like how easy it is, it's pretty simple. <laughs> and that kind of that guide kind of details that. So check that out as well. Uh, and that's really it. Got some cool stuff coming. I'm excited to get rolling again. And I hope you guys enjoyed this, like I said before. So uh, that's it. That's what I got for you today. Thank you so much for listening. And don't give up the ship.